0: So uh, Bart Siegers is going to be just very briefly going over the 2008 uh, uh, EMEA-DES guidance and any kind of updates.
1: Thank you for the invitation, uh, Alexander, and congratulations on this third edition of a truly unique uh, meeting. Um, One of the questions we would like to answer in this session on uh, reform is can I get my approved on the basis of non-European clinical data. And this is basically what we want to achieve. CE stands for Conformité Européenne. It's uh, basically a legally binding statement of the manufacturer that in this case the drug eluting stent conforms with um, the requirements of the Medical Device Directive. And a notified body is required, as Robert already indicated, for a class three medical device like a drug eluting stent. Medical device legislation also requires a notified body to consult the national, a national competent authority or the European Medicines Agency relative to the quality and the safety of the medicinal substance. European Medicines Agency is responsible for the scientific evaluation of medicines for use in the European Union. It's kind of funny that in the, in, in the UK, the biggest criticism of, of uh, the European Union is exactly the place where the EMEA chose to have its headquarters. In that agency, the Committee for Medicinal Products for Human Use, CNC, CHMP, is responsible for preparing the opinions and the questions concerning for medicines on human use. Basically, it's comprised of um, 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 the member states, the 28 member states of the European Union. The guideline on the clinical and non-clinical evaluation on medicinal substance contained in drug looting stents came into effect on the 1st of December in 2008, and its intention is to harmonize preclinical and clinical assessment in the consultation procedure to the national competent authorities or emia the intention is not to deal with quality aspects again as robert indicated there are other uh, standards for medical device legislation um, is very strict and is very clear on the fact that implantable or class 3 devices um, evidence of clinical performance must be provided by means of clinical data and this data can be based on published or unpublished data on market experience of the device or of a similar device for which equivalence can be demonstrated. It can also be based on prospective clinical investigation of the device uh, itself, or it can be based on the results from clinical investigation or on studies uh, published in the literature for which um, uh, of similar devices for which equivalence can be demonstrated. And in this case, equivalence is defined as clinical, technical, and biological similarity. The guideline uh, differentiates several stent drug combinations. The first uh, combination, type A, is based on uh, what we know about the investigational drug in this case, it's used uh, in a CE-marked drug eluting extent. It has the same indication and comparable dose-release characteristics. Type B combinations are, uh, use different dose-release characteristics. And in type C, we work with a drug that is known in an authorized medicinal product, but not in a CE-marked approved device. And for type D, we work with a substance that is unknown in a CE-marked uh, drug eluting stent. Uh, the guideline also differentiates further type A combinations in, um, based on the knowledge of uh, stent material, surface coating, and drug carrier. Evaluation data, the manufacturer is required to uh, provide uh, bench testing uh, on the stent drug combination, but also is is, um, uh, obliged to provide results of biocompatibility testing, not just of the bare metal stent platform itself, but also on the carrier. And then except for the type A combination device, Um, where in vitro uh, testing might be considered by a notified body. Um, The whole uh, series of testing, non-clinical testing, must be provided relative to pharmacodynamics, uh, PK testing, uh, stent overlapping, preclinical toxicity, um, additional animal toxicity, and in the case of type D combinations, human phase one studies are surely to be required clinical evaluation data Um, let me be short on that Um, here uh, we see that um, the uh, guideline is um, in favor of using uh, OCT techniques uh, angiographic and intravascular ultrasound uh, biomarkers Um, the industry standard is still um, um, randomized clinical trials historical control groups are not accepted for novel stents. Coming back to our initial question, can I get my DES approved on a basis of non-European clinical data? Yes, you can, absolutely. There's nothing in the, in the, in the guideline that states that this is not possible, and, and we are about to hear uh, an example of that. But don't forget, if, you are, um, if your aim is to sell the drug eluting stent in the European member states then for sure you will need national and even regional data relative to the reimbursement requirements. And my last conclusion is that the value of CE mark should not be underestimated because actually it is used in emerging markets as a premium quality indicator. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much, uh, Bart. So uh, just to finish up here and and have the counter response, I guess, Christine Chen is from a company in China, Microport. Uh, They have developed a stent that has been evaluated and is approved um, in China. And uh, Microport is attempting to get approval in Europe. So I asked uh, Christine essentially to to relay her, her experience with us.
2: Thank you. So today I would like to present you a case example of getting the CMARC with the non-EU clinical data with a new CDS. Uh, my name is Christine Shan. I'm from uh, Shanghai Medical Medical Group, a Chinese company that is based in Shanghai to uh, design manufacturing of the minimal invasive medical devices. So speaking of the drug including stance, it falls into the medical device category class three and is regulated by the medical device directive. The annex one of the MDD requires the manufacturer to demonstrate the conformity with the essential requirements through a clinical evaluation. And the clinical evaluation must consist of either a critical evaluation of a uh, relevant literature research or a critical evaluation of the data connected Uh, From the clinical investigation, or actually a combination of both. So, there are some uh, guidance available for the uh, manufacturer to do the uh, clinical evaluation on how to collect the clinical data. And more specifically, the Appendix 1 of the MEDEF 2.7.1 gives the specific. Guidelines for the clinical evaluation of the coronary stents. That's also including the DES, and the EMA guideline. The EMA guideline also uh, provides uh, from the authorities, like comparing authorities' point of view, what uh, how to do the clinical evaluation for the drug-eluting stents. So here, this is our product. It's called the Firehawk Rapamycin Target looting Coronary Stent System. And it is intended use for the treatment of the uh, ischemia heart disease. <laughs> and every component on this uh, Firehawk DES is actually constructed with the materials that have established long-term safety uh, in the context of the coronary stents, both in China and worldwide. Uh, the ancillary substances is the Rapamycin. It's also known as Ceramolus. And the uh, stand platform is the uh, L605 carbon chromium alloy. And the drug carrier is the DLPLA, which is uh, used previously on the CEMARC-DES. So to systematically study the Firehawk safety and performance, we launched the Firehawk clinical program in China. And it's actually followed uh, by the requirements and guideline of the uh, China FDA for the coronary drug loading stents. So we have three studies, uh, the FIM, the target one, and uh, the target two. So the FIM, the first my study, we enrolled 21 patients to study the early on the feasibility and the preliminary safety of the uh, Firehawk device. We have four months on geographic follow-ups and OCT follow-ups, and one year clinical follow-ups up to five years. And then for the target one, actually, we enrolled uh, 510 patients. We have a randomized control group as well as a long Firehawk cohort uh, with 33 and 38 millimeter in length. So for this uh, randomized control trials, we compared the Firehawk with the Science V. It's a CE mark and it's a contemporary device on the market. So it's followed by the angiographic follow-ups at nine months and one year clinical follow-ups up to five years. And then we have the target two clinical trials. It's a registry trial, and it's a large-scale single-armed study and with uh, 730 patients being enrolled. So all this together uh, creates uh, over 1,000 patients being studied with the Firehawk DES. So when we want to move into the Europe and getting the CE mark, are these uh, clinical data can be transferred to the clinic, uh, to the European populations, and are they sufficient to get a CE mark? There are many factors affecting the transferability: the protocol design, the consistency of the data, the trial management, and the generalizability. Uh, when moving these non-EU clinical data to the European populations, uh, the protocol designs is very important. Uh, like Questions like uh, what kind of the data are these uh, clinical trials available? Are they uh, randomized or are they just single armed? And what kind of the study endpoints are, there? are they scientifically meaningful? Are they the same as they would be done in the European countries? And the duration of the follow ups, and are these meeting the requirements of the MEDEF guideline and the EMA guidelines? And in terms of the Data quality and trial management is also very important to make sure that you have the uh, data collected from a uh, a high level of the management of those trials. And then so you have a high level of the data quality and integrity, as well as considering the geographic differences between uh, Asian countries and European countries. We need to like uh, investigate on if there's any patients' differences in different affinity groups, as well as the differences in the uh, medical practices. So in our case, we actually had the data generated uh, from both a RCT trial and a large-scale registry where the RCT trial is compared with a sas V in a non-inferiority design, and over uh, seven hundred patients being enrolled in the registry, single arm study. So this combination of the results will give the most reliable form of data. And then we have the study endpoints. We have uh, the composite endpoints of the uh, ischemia driven revascularization of the target lesion, the cardiac death, and the myocardial function. And these are the exact endpoints that specified in the email guideline. And we also had the secondary endpoints of the um. The uh, acute device success and clinical success performances. And these are uh, also recommended uh, in the MEDEF guideline. Also, there are EMA guidelines specified, and points such as the myocardial fracture and the ARC defined thrombosis. And these are also specified in the protocol, and we also reported that. So uh, when we design the protocol, we need to consider the um, requirements from the European standards and guidance and see if that, before we actually doing the a clinical study, if that's going to be meeting the requirements. And the duration of the follow-ups, we have the target one, nine months, and graphic follow-up, and one year clinical follow-ups up to five years, and target two is one year clinical follow-ups and annually up to five years. So these are also identical to what recommended in the MEDEF guideline and the EMA guidelines. And for the quality of the data and the trial management, the micro part is responsible for the, uh, uh, the quality of the data. And then it follows strictly to the company's SOP studies drafted according to the to the ICH, GCP, and ISO 14155. And we have a complete monitoring over the whole trial, and we have independent event adjudications. We also had independent uh, angiographic call-ups to do the analysis. And uh, when we're doing the clinical evaluations, we also performed uh, the comparisons between the standards of care in terms of the pre-procedure, procedure, and post-procedures, uh, where uh, there may be differences in the standard of care. But in China, there are... Uh, they learn it from the Western countries, and then there are no essential differences in the practices of the PCIs. And then we compared the anti thrombotic drugs that would be given to the patients and the antiplatelet therapies. And these are also very similar, and the duration of the given, the antiplatelet therapies are also the same. So, for the applicability of the non EU clinical data across ethnic groups, there are many factors also affecting the generalizability of those data, as things such as the anatomic structure of the heart and the coronary arteries, and the patient's clinical uh, characteristics, including the risk factors and the lesion features, as well as the geographic differences in medical practices and the components of the DES, especially for the scenery substance. Are they going to be acting differently in different assigned groups, or they have different, like uh, the safety or effectiveness in different ethnicity groups. So these uh, are the things that we need to consider carefully and in a comprehensive literature research, we need to demonstrate that these, uh, uh, these might have uh, like differences between them, but uh, there's no essential impact on the procedure of the PCI and that does not affect our quality of the clinical data. And then the clinical data can be transferred to the European populations. So uh, essentially, we demonstrate that we have comparable safety and performance when applied to the European populations, and the product is uh, compiled with the essential requirements that the device have a predictable clinical safety and performance in treating the patients with the coronary heart disease, and we end up with a positive uh, benefit-to-risk ratio in the clinical evaluation.
0: Thank you, Christine. Okay, so I'm going to start at the bottom of the table and come all the way back. And the question is, um, here we have over 1,000 patients, um, very rigorous trial data, consistent definitions, consistent with what we would um, expect in a clinical trial in Europe would this be sufficient evidence to get a CE mark in Europe? And if it is, what, how would we do this, and how would we implement it? So Andreas, I'll start with you, and then we'll come all the way down. I just want well, to vote.
1: We, we ju- just a vote from the bottom of well, the table. Yeah, a okay, comment. Well, vote and a comment. I, I think it should be uh, sufficient to get, to get CE mark because the, all the materials are known, so it's, it's a stent that is known, its uh, equivalence can be proven uh, according to the text. Uh, I'm not sure it will, but um, I think it should.
0: Okay. Jeanette, My comment would be the same. It seemed a pretty rigorous clinical program, so not seeing the data, um, I would say yes uh, if the data proved to be uh, safe and effective for the device.
1: I think any notified body that will get this amount of data would be very happy. Uh, <laughs> but also there's a challenge there, because if there's a lot of data, there's a lot of to review and there's a lot to comment on. So maybe sometimes less data is more advantage to get CE marking. I'm not Ian, sure you're, you're really expecting me power, to answer that You're the power question. guy on
0: the panel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you're really expecting <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the data
1: needs to be looked at, and uh, okay. I, I can't say than that. I mean, it's, it's high-quality data, so why wouldn't it be acceptable? Yeah, I agree with Mike. OK. fine? I agree as well.
0: All right. So I think uh, the votes are, except for the regulators on the panel who always sort of, you know, sort of hesitate. So I think in general I get the feeling that, that uh, it would be a positive vote.